It's October 23rd, 2005. Coheed and Cambria released The Suffering to Radio. The rock stars in the blockbuster flop Doom. And in TNA, they are bound for glory. This is the Federation. I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. And this is episode 220, TNA Bound for Glory 2005. You can follow us on Twitter at the Federation. Follow Travis on Twitter. I'm fudging up. Facebook and Instagram at the Federation Podcast. T-shirts at whatamaneuver.net. And obviously, music by Mitch here. The, uh, the, in the, in the, the suffering by Coheed and Cambria. Gotta love it. I was doing so good until we got to the Patreon. I was so on. And then boom. I had to stumble over my fat tongue. Travis, how are you? Sipping on some tea. I'm good. How are is, you, Tyler? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Is that any uh, infused tea? Just no. regular tea. It's just regular tea. Just regular tea. Well, you know, not a lot has happened over the last week, obviously. You know, Coheed and stuff, or Coheed COVID and stuff. <laughs> but uh, I did notice, since Coheed and Cambria is in the uh, background, uh, on Twitch, uh, Claudio Sanchez, the singer for Coheed and Cambria, wrote a mini song about the shortage of PlayStation 5s. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, so go check that out if you if you will. If you uh, but yeah, it, we're here to talk about TNA Bound for Glory 2005. Any any Anything that you had in your mind going into the show? Uh, just unrevisited nostalgia essentially just remembering this is definitely the first TNA pay-per-view I ever watched pretty sure we spliced it all together from LimeWire I'm pretty sure because I know I've seen the majority of this for sure guaranteed you know uh, uh, especially the circumstances around it you know with it this is the first pay-per-view on Spike and you know all that obviously remember the Joe and Liger match because it just seemed like such a cool thing. Yeah. I, uh, I, this is probably the first Liger match I ever watched in my life. That's actually what I was just going to say. It was probably the first Liger match I've ever seen. Yeah. Because, like, when he was wrestling in WCW, I wasn't really... I don't even think it was possible for me to watch WCW, honestly. Probably not, no. Right? Probably so it was, it was not. only deep into the Monday Night Wars where it became available that I know of in Canada, anyways, that I was able to procure... But, uh, you know, I, I for me, I don't remember anything vividly from this show prior to watching it, other than the fact of Rhino winning at the end. Same here. That's Same the here. big thing, right? And mind I, you. I couldn't remember what happened at the end of this show. That happened, and I didn't know it happened. But then I'm like, well, it's TNA. Of course this happens. This is how <laughs> they end their WrestleMania, right? Right. The whole time I was like, yeah, but Christian comes. And then when it was over, I was like, my whole memory is wrong. I was sure he debuted at Bound for Glory, but it was probably, what, the next night on Spike, or is it that turning point? Genesis. 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 Are we doing Genesis? I told you we should. I don't I don't have it there, but maybe we could. Yeah, we, I mean, why not, right? Why not? I mean, I it's did got fuck a four-star match on it. I did fuck up TNA Sacrifice, 
So I had I had instead of doing sacrifice, we'll do Genesis. Yeah, 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 and then that way, yeah, yeah, sure, that's what we can do. That's what we can do. Although, if if you're on a if you're on a if you want to kind of crunch down TNA year one, um, I have Turning Point. Do you have Final Resolution? Oh six. Mm, what month is that? That's January. No. 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 Well, what do you deem more important, Sting and Christian Cage teaming up in Sting's debut, or Christian Cage just showing up? Christian Cage showing up. I don't give a fuck about a tag team match of Christian and Sting. Really? I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, we'll we'll talk about all that off air. Off air. We'll do we'll do all it, that. This is what happens when Tyler decides every episode without consulting me. Well, I, I sent you the list. <laughs> you sent me the list, but every time that I suggest an episode, you're like, yeah, well, you know, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Hell bent on not on uh... on controlling. <laughs> but with that being said, we might as well jump into some of the news here. Uh and by news, we'll start off with just what's happened on TNA's television leading up to this show. What didn't happen on television was Raven losing the NWA title four days after uh, Unbreakable at a BCW uh, International Incident show. So, and this is when Planet Jared was formed, eh? Like, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 I remember that playing on the first episode of Impact, right? I believe on Spike. Wouldn't that be some of the footage they would be showing? Oh, yeah, I believe so. I believe so, because the first episode of Impact is essentially a huge layout angle with Team Canada, AMW, yeah. and Jarrett, and that's when Team 3D show up, and Kevin Nash shows up, and then you, you go off air as Nash is like walking down to the ring, returning to TNA. Yeah, there you go. We don't. We. I mean, we don't need to see it, but <laughs> it's odd that that's how you would do it. Uh, on the September twenty first episode, TNA announced that they have signed the Dudley Boys um, to contract. They wouldn't have an episode of TV on the twenty. 20- Sorry, these are on the date they were taped. Okay. This okay. these these dates. I noticed that on some of them. So let's say the on the tapings on September twenty first. Let me preface that. Uh, they would be uh, rechristened Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon. So uh, this all stems from the Dudley boys. Uh, they chose not to sign with the WWE over the summer. Uh, I remember uh, growing up at this point in time, you always heard it was because they had nobody else left to fight in WWE. It was like everything was still running the mill. There was no new opponents left. Yeah, I'm sure it's not because they were not booked poorly for like four years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that was like WWE's excuse was that like who are we going to put them with anymore? Like, there's there's nobody to put them with. They fought everybody. There's nothing. You know what I mean? Just like, but I mean, just Vince just lost interest. He'd rather push Chuck Palumbo in a motorcycle. Well, they were playing second fiddle to Spike Dudley at this point. Oh yeah, he. This is when he was super popular. Brother or not brother? That was the a DNA name. The boss. Yeah, with the 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 army pants and stuff. Um, but the the. Uh, the WWE told them that they couldn't use the Dudley's name, and they were under the assumption that they had bought the rights off of Paul Heyman before ECW was bought, and that turned out to be false. Uh, but their original name that TNA had come up with, try to take a guess at what their name might be. Mm, 
Let's see. The Masters of Wood. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been better. They were going to call them the Deadly Brothers. Brother Deadly and Devon Deadly. (laughs) The Deadly Boys? (laughs) Deadly Brothers. They should have called them Diddly, the Diddly. The Diddly boys. <laughs> Bubba Diddly, Devon Diddly, Natalie Diddly. Uh, gross. Or the dude, uh, the doodly, the doodly, the doodlies, the doodly boys. <laughs> Bubba Doodly, Devon Doodly, Brother Doodly, Runt Doodly, uh, Spike Doodly, Spike, Big doodly. Dick Doodly. Oh, Big Dick Diddly. Big Dick Diddley. That's perfect. Uh, dances with Diddley. Sign guy Diddley. Diddlin Diddlin Dudley. Diddlin Dudley. Diddlin Diddley. Inception. <laughs> the Diddleys. That's uh that would actually that would have been much better than the Deadlies. The Deadly Brothers. The oh Deadly. What a fucking horrible name. Um so on the October first taping of Impact. Uh oh okay so October 1st taping of Impact is the first Spike TV one. So they would open up with they would end up talking about Raven on these opening episodes of Impact on Spike but obviously it was very far away. They essentially phased Raven out. He's phased out by now I believe, hey. There's not really the crowd was chanting Raven during the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, well I mean you you'd think that Raven would be a part of it but then it also makes sense. Why would Larry Zabisco put him in there if he's trying to get get, get rid yeah. of him? The uh, first rating of Impact was an 0.8, which is 850,000 viewers. Which, when you look at it, you know it's it's what AEW does at this point in time. Yeah, but they're well, also doing a it. They were also doing it on 2005. That's true. That's true. There was way more people watching TV in 2005. Yeah, and more eyes on wrestling, honestly. Because you take how many millions are watching the WWE at this point in time. Oh, five still wasn't a good period for wrestling. Not a good period, but, but the ratings were much better than what it is now. Yeah, like, yeah, there's way more people watching TV in 2005. Yeah. Uh, on October 11th, the uh, taping, obviously, because this would end up being the night before Bound for Glory, AEW defeated the Naturals to begin their sixth and last reign as tag team champions. It's crazy. In 05 is their last reign as tag team champions. Yeah, they split up in 06, I think. It's or 07. crazy. Um, I, I feel like I watched them for so much longer than that. Well, maybe that year felt like a long time. <laughs> it could be. I was in high school. I should preface, too, that uh, TNA would tape two episodes every two weeks right at this point. So they yeah. would tape two weeks worth of TV every two weeks. So it wouldn't even be, like, live. No. They, they'd tape it on a Tuesday. And it would air on a Saturday, then yeah. they'd run the next Saturday, and then they'd go and tape two more weeks yeah. the next Tuesday. Yeah. So you remember every two weeks, this huge list of TNA yeah. spoilers would come out. Yeah, and you wouldn't know where it was on each show because like, it's not necessarily taped in order. Either. Yeah. And now they'll do fucking double takes of fucking finishes. But hey, it is what it is. Oh, maybe TNA should have done a few of those. Yeah, probably. Uh, at this point in time, Dixie is doing interviews, going so far as saying that TNA is losing around $1 million a month. She also says that the company is on track next month to break even, 
Meaning at some point soon, if all is well, the company might actually make some profit. And so. then they had to hire a big name every, every single month. <laughs> Not to mention you've got whatever Jarrett makes. Yeah. You've got Team 3D, who probably are not cheap. Nope. Christian, probably not cheap. Nope. Sting, fuck Definitely no. Definitely not cheap. Then you look in a year's time, they got Kurt Angle, and then you add like 20 more people around that, like Test and fucking... Tyson Tomko. Tomko and all the people that just come in and come out and come yep. in and come out. Imagine like 08, like, what was it, 08, 010, where you got like Booker T, Sting, Kevin Kurt Angle, Nash. Kevin Nash... Mick Foley, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, Ric Flair. What a fucking bloated roster of all that money wasted on absolutely nothing. They could have just wow. been frugal and did a good, a well-booked show for yeah. a couple years to legitimize the name. But instead, they just wanted to go on and just, you know, they, do exactly what WCW did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because look who was in, in everybody's ear. Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. Oh, well, no, I don't think Money Mark Dixie Carter. Well, I mean, she'd listen to anybody. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So. It's Russo, Jarrett. <sighs> Good Lord, what a Russo. what a team. Just the, the names, like, sure, Jarrett did a good thing in creating an alternative for this era of wrestling, but it doesn't mean he did it right. doesn't mean he did, did it well. There are shining moments, but there's it's not because of him. And not because of anything he, per se, comes up with. You know, so far, we've only done one episode, but the one shining moment is the match, the the three-way, right? And that's got nothing to do with Jarrett. Jarrett's got nothing to do with their work, right? Sure, they got put together, but he's not even on the, 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 the committee, I don't think. Jarrett, on these shows, is just kind of like a... It's really out there seeing how desperate he is to want to go over on everyone he's yeah. got the shovel in his hand and he's fucking digging a grave for everyone yeah and it's blatantly seen like the fucking freakouts in the promo all that kind of shit you know like saying he fucking runs this place all the time like it's very Shawn michaels 97-esque yeah in my opinion yeah Just such an inflated ego and and <laughs> coming from Jeff Jarrett either it's not even remotely entertaining no like Shawn Michaels at least had some sort of cadence to it where it was at least intriguing and and even if it didn't work on you you can tell why some people would fall for him you know what I mean and really like him you know he's a great worker you know what I mean when he's not fucked (laughs) I just don't know how in their right mind. I like obviously Jarrett was working on creative and booking finishes and shit like that because mm-hmm. he owned pretty oh, much yeah. the company. Definitely had had you know take on it. You know he he had final say on what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. he can creative control because you look at the finish of the main event. How that there's a lot of red flags. Yeah. A lot of red flags there. And no one goes over. No one is a new star. Like, Joe's really close to being really a... Really close. Joe too. has a lot of fire. Yeah. And you can see it even 15 years ahead of time. Yeah. That 
this was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. This was their surefire chance of making a legit star. <laughs> like in a year they would pull the trigger like with the Kurt Angle stuff in a year you'd think wow okay Joe's their guy straddling him with the X Division was a mistake if you ask me he should have came in and became like like what maybe Jarrett's heavy bring him in be Jarrett's yeah. heavy and then all of a sudden he's got like a thirst for the title yeah and then he fucking goes right at Jarrett yeah yeah, I mean, the, that's, that's really all you need. But thankfully, I'm I'm assuming they put him in the X Division because they're like, oh, wow, I'm sure he's he's had great matches with all these guys in Ring of Honor yeah. and all the other fucking independents and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, and, and sure, you could have put him there for a little while. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. You know, like, put him in there for a bit, let him win the title. Right? But, I mean, th- also, too, the unbeaten streak, too, that's a little hard. That might have something to do with why he was in the X Division. It's much easier to have him beat X Division wrestlers than it is to have him run amok on, you know, everybody else. Two months into his his entire run, they lose. They make him lose, but, I mean, not technically, but he did lose. Yeah. At Unbreakable. Yeah. And yeah. they still continue that undefeated streak. They continue it for a long time. And they do it with Christian Cage, too. Like, Christian Cage had an undefeated streak. Yeah, so did Crimson. Well, Crimson was... <laughs> Crimson was... Try, they were trying to make Goldberg. Yeah. But Christian Cage, like, for a year, man, he's like... He lost the title two times, but he's still undefeated. Like, that's the shit that the TNA pulls off. It, it hurts my brain. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll veer away from uh, talking more about uh, how Jeff Jarrett is the bane of every wrestling fan's existence. Uh, we could talk about more of that as the show goes on, because sure as shit, he's spliced all over the place. Uh, but I have one last bit of news before we go into the show. And that is that Jimmy Hart is no longer a TV character for TNA. Uh, Dixie Hart or Dixie Hart, D- Dixie Carter is said to have clamped down on the on the mouth of the South. Uh, he'd been doing both WWE and TNA TV, and Carter eventually told him to choose between TNA TV and Raw Homecoming, and he chose Raw. Oh, oh, it's the it's the Raw that goes back to the USA Network. Yeah, yeah. fuck that's a that's a quick switch. What do you mean? Oh, from Spike to the USA? Yeah. Yeah. And then Impact gets on Spike. Oh man, yeah, that's the uh, that's the episode of Rob where Hulk Hogan challenges Stone Cold Steve Austin to a match. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I wasn't of- watching either at this point in time. I wasn't watching WWE. I'd watch as bad as it is. I'd watch WWE, ECW, but I wouldn't watch anything else. That was only because I wanted to see. Uh, well, that wasn't at this point in time. That would be in what two thousand six. Yeah, so. I wouldn't be no. I I, I watch ECW one I stand though. Six parts online wire probably. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. So uh but yeah, that's all the news that I have. Uh the uh we might as well just get into Bound for Glory. It's uh October twenty third from Orlando, Florida, Universal Studios. Nine hundred people in attendance. And Travis, you know how I said that this is never gonna change for a long time? Well, it's going to change for this one week because uh, they made money on the gate this week. $45,000, actually, because of the Fan Fest. Mm. So it's not because of the show itself, 
but yeah, just a fan fest. I need forty five thousand dollars on a fan fest. That's not bad. No, no, it, there's definitely fucking worse for sure. It'd be way worse. Uh, way worse. And and the pay per view buys, Travis could have been way worse. Uh, what do you think they are? Bound for Glory last month did fifteen thousand. Unbreakable did fifteen thousand. Yeah, sorry, not uh, not last month, two months ago. I'm gonna go with twenty six thousand buys. Thirty five thousand buys. Good for them. Yeah, not bad. Good not for bad. them. Not bad at all. And they're not really even adding super, super star power to it yet. You know, because the Dudley boys aren't on this show. I assume this is when they're in Japan winning the IWGP titles. Dudley boys are on this show. Oh, yeah, they are, too. Right at the end. Just for a second. They flew right in, Tyler. Yeah. They flew right in. <laughs> um, I think their IWGP run is in the year after. Is it the year after? It's either in 06 or 07. Because I know there's this point where they just disappear for Because uh, Kurt Angle faces Brock Lesnar. Yep. Around that time. And Kurt Angle is in Impact when it happens. Mm. I remember Kurt Angle having the IWGP championship in, in Impact. Beat Red Tights Lesnar? Red Tights Lesnar. So like he le- he legit lost the title like the IWGP title. Rock? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he put Kurt Angle over. Fair enough. Probably was only one of the, the only, only few people. people that he would. <laughs> yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura respects Kurt. I'm sure. Yeah, doesn't know who the fuck Nakamura is. And Tana who? Why would he? You know what I mean? Nakamura was nothing at this point in time. This is the this is the death grip of Anoki. This is what this is. His son is even at Bound for Glory. He's currently the. Um, the owner, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. The the president of of New Japan, Sonny Sonny uh, Simon. Uh, Simon Simon. Not Sonny Siaki. <laughs> Not Sonny Siaki. Tyler. He's in the opener or something like that. No, he's in the second match. Oh, the second match. TNA learned from their mistakes. They put on a good match That's for the true. opener. That's true. But Travis, before we get into the opener, pop quiz. Travis, in the music video for The Suffering, there are many strange creatures featured, such as mermaids, a pegasus, and giant War of the World scorpions. But what other mythical creature can be seen walking about? Is it a centaur? A unicorn? A troll? Or is it Mantar? Um, I haven't seen the video in years. I'm going to go with Centaur. Travis, you'd be correct. Okay, cool. The Centaur is basically the main character of the, the guy that's walking around. It looks like Jesus. Mm, mm. He's a Centaur. He is a Centaur. Did I fool you with the Mantar? Did you think that might have been a thing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. But Travis... You might as well get into the opening match here, Travis. What did you think of Samoa Joe versus Juice and Thunder Liger? What a what a dance sequence! <laughs> yeah, the Polynesian War dance that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did enjoy seeing Liger with everything that makes him great, aka the theme song. Oh, dude, when it when the theme song came out, I was like, yes, do 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 do. Great. I recall really thinking that Liger's getup was pretty dope. I, I I recall always like when I seen him just being like, "That's so cool." I remember, in fact, 
It must have been the next wrestling game that came out after Impact, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006, yeah. where I spent probably like three days working on a Liger car. Yeah. Because everything was so intricate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, what game would even have, like, basically the template for Liger? It wasn't an early SmackDown game that had, like, the... the I think phase. every single one of those SmackDown games had the pieces to make a yeah, Liger like mask. They had the pants, like, they had the shirt, they had the symbol. And the mask, the mask was yeah. there, but it didn't have the stuff on it. No. No. Oh, fuck. Oh. That, that time period where I had SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 and I was watching TNA... I probably filled up the created wrestler slots with all TNA wrestlers. Oh, probably. I had Roderick Strong, Austin Aries, AJ Styles, Chris Daniels, yeah. Raven. Yeah. Remember, Chris Daniels took forever just getting that purple thing on his fucking pants. I remember I remember certain games having to have a game shark so you can get enough layers to create the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. The- or to do two-tone pants, like Samoa Joe's pants. Yeah. I remember always having just to do like these plain one-tone pants, not like the half and half because I didn't have the I game filled shark. Up quarters with uh with rectangles colored rectangles mm. and i just layered on large colored rectangles they looked yep. like shit but it did it the job it did the oh fuck job. man for 11 year old me it did the job <laughs> yeah yeah whatever fucking doubt uh but the crowd too the crowd are really behind liger like they are pumped as fuck that he is here well they, th- you- they throw streamers yeah yeah they do, and uh, it, it's it's one of those things where you can tell this is not the run-of-the-mill TNA audience because it's not just people coming in out of the heat. These are actual fans that are here wanting to see this wrestling, and it's very refreshing. We don't have somebody chanting uh, husk at PD this time. So you know, there's, that's a plus. It's a really Hasn't good been plus. to a fucking re- wrestling show since 1992. Chanting Husk. <laughs> uh, Travis, this is uh, where they show Simon and Inoki, uh, where he's ringside sitting with Dixie. She seems to escort everybody ringside. Uh, but uh, just to touch on what is going on in New Japan right now, Masa Chono uh, officially announced on Monday that Brock Lesnar will be coming to the company at the October 8th Tokyo Dome show. Uh, they, uh, Brock and WWE at this point in time have not even gotten to court. And WWE is just pissed that he's wrestling because he has that, because he's not supposed to be working for anybody. So he's been to the Vikings. Yep. He's gone. And that didn't work out for him. And I'm pretty sure him and WWE negotiated to wrestle again after the Vikings thing happened. Oh, did they? Well, I I remember here, and I don't know if it's before the Vikings or after, that he was going to come back, but then it just kind of went all in the mud. Okay. Which might be why he's wrestling at the Tokyo Dome show. Yeah. Just yeah. Might have gotten a badly burnt deal from WF, so. Not God only knows if it was a bad deal, as Brock were talking about. Because I wouldn't say that WWE at this point in time are willing to give him such a relaxed schedule that he wanted. That or they're not willing to give him as much money, considering yeah. how he just like walked out on them. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hate what you're doing really bad to walk out making that much money, though. You really do. Um, let me see here. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's, that's basically what's going on in New Japan. And right now it's Tanahashi has debuted. So has Nakamura, but they're nothing like they, they would turn out to be. Nakamura hasn't went to Mexico in which that's where Nakamura just becomes 
otherworldly is after he comes back from Mexico. And Tanahashi, well, I mean, he's, he's not the ace, but he would come, was 2006, maybe 2007, where Tanahashi would show up in Impact? Um, I'd say sooner rather than later, yeah. probably the next Super X Cup mm. would make sense. Yeah, remember would... he has a match with AJ, I think. See, I, I don't remember any of it. Like, I don't remember because they... I don't remember Tanahashi. I don't even watch him now, let yeah. alone 2005. <laughs> I have no idea. I've just seen pictures. Yeah. And I... I, will, I don't remember seeing anything, or at least remembering it anyways. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember it, all, no. it, it either. I just, as I said, I just seen, I've seen pictures on the internet yeah, I know of him happened. walking down that ramp. Yeah. yeah. I know what's happened. It's like Okada. I never watched TNA when I that shit happened. No. I wasn't watching it when he was okay, though. No, I, I was not. I was not into it. Uh, and then seeing pictures of Naito on Impact too, I was like, I don't remember Naito on yeah. Impact at all. Yeah. But this match, it starts off. It has a great pace. You know, you know, Liger immediately hits a big dive to the outside. The crowd is absolutely eating it up. We go back into the ring, and Joe would basically dominate the best portion of the match. Really, you know, like I wouldn't call this a seven-minute squash by no means, but it's mainly Joe. Oh yeah. 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 And then I, I would imagine, too, like this, this match has the pace it does just because they only were given like seven minutes to go. Well, at the same time, with this match, I don't think in 2005 this match needed to be 20 minutes. Didn't need no. to be 15. No. Like, no. What, maybe 10. 10. Yeah. 10 I'd would be go nice. 10. Yeah. I, I would go with 10 and then get rid of like one of the 10 matches on this goddamn show. Like, what? Oh, well, the next match did not need to happen. No. God, no. I mean, the match after that didn't need to happen either, honestly. Monty Brown and Lance Hoyt. What's the point of it? There is no point. It's just putting two guys together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Could have made the Battle Royal longer with all yeah. this shit. Yeah. Have it, some people not work double duty. Easily, yeah. Who wants... who At this point in time, who needs to see Lance Hoyt twice? Really, though. Let's give fucking AJ Styles a break. He doesn't need to go out there. He didn't need to do that. Dude, who needs to see Sabu twice? Who needs to see fucking Monty Brown twice? Yeah. yeah. I think the most insulting one was AJ Styles, who just worked a 30-minute Iron Man match. Barely you... walk. He had bruises all over his body. It's like, come on. You gave Daniels? Yeah, why don't you just easily switch? You know, like... Daniels, Daniels literally go. lost the match. Yeah. Put him in that and be like, oh, he's going to get a chance to redeem himself. No, yeah. AJ's here. He yeah. wanted to go to the hospital, but Larry Z told him to get back in there or else we're cutting yeah. your Medicaid. <laughs> Larry Z just tossed him a Z pack and said, get after the kid. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but no, uh, you know, Liger, he, he tries to do everything he can to get Joe uh, down and put him away, but he's overpowered every time. Uh, Liger slips out of a superplex attempts a powerbomb. Uh, and he hits a power bomb. A couple open-handed palm thrusts only gets a two. But then Joe would end up hitting a beautiful muscle buster and applies a Tequila clutch, putting Liger to sleep, picking up the thing. Like literally, there's he he conveyed being asleep so well. Liger, I don't know if it's because of the mask. There's no tell, but when yeah. he fell, he ragdolled. It just looked good. He's also so stout. He's a very yeah. small dude, but. Thick like a tree. Yeah, yeah. He seems, he looks like the heaviest small dude in the world. Yeah. You know, so yeah. him, him and Sammy Callahan. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, the, they would then f- 
cut to footage of Fan Fest, where fans are saying that TNA is the future of wrestling, and that TNA is real wrestling. That's a quote that did not age well at all. Not even a little bit. So he's got footage of him saying that for the rest of his life. So thumbs up to you, guy. Just played himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Today then cuts back to Shane Douglas, who's going to be with Simon Diamond. I say going to be with Simon Diamond because it turns out that it's just Simon Diamond yelling at the diamonds in the rough, hyping them up before they go out for their match. Which is next. And that's Diamonds in the Rough. Taking on Apollo, Shitty Batista, Shark Boy, and Sonny Siaki. Boy. You can call him Shitty Batista all you want, Tyler, but he is an OG member of the LAX. Is he really? It was him and Homicide and Conan at first. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. But then huh. he mysteriously got cut like one match in. Well, he made it further than Matt Morgan then. So Matt props. Morgan? Yeah, evolution. Mark Ginger. Matt Ah oh, yes, right. Right. Well, Matt Morgan might have actually stayed in the evolution if it was him being recruited in there instead of Mark Ginger. I don't know why I like Matt Morgan so much in TNA. I was always a big fan of him in TNA. And it's like I've seen stuff again. He was Cornet's thing. boy. Yeah. He was yeah. Cornette's bodyguard when he was the authority figure. Remember that's that? true. That's true. I just I just remember always being a fan of Matt Morgan. I thought he could uh, talk well. Uh, hey, Trox in the chat, and hey, Mitch. Uh, but yeah, no. It's uh, it's yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Let's say it again. It is what it is. It is what it is. But during this match, they would announce Nash is not going to be on the show. Medical issues. Yes. Nash was hospitalized before the event. Mike Tanay announced a new number ten number one he was legit hospitalized. So they would announce the new number one contender gauntlet match. Did you do any uh prying to they uh yeah they say he almost had a heart attack. This is the heart attack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. okay, makes sense. So that's Tell us speaking of diamonds and since we're on the topic of Simon Diamond, Dustin Diamond. Screech. Cancer all over his fucking body. Stage four cancer after finding a lump in his throat. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) He's also like 40-something years old, too. So, uh, but, well, (laughs) in case you know, Travis has had throat issues over the last month or so. So this is a subtle hint that Travis has stage four cancer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the bets are on. Who's got to hear win? first, folks? The best are, you know, you can send your bets into uh, the Federation Podcast at gmail.com into who is going to go first, Travis or Screech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, it's not really taking bets, guys, just so you know. <laughs> Don't want any bits. You just get a load of fucking <laughs> donations into the Federation <laughs> PayPal account. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> we got Dustin. <laughs> be like, then you're compelled to be like, I guess I'll send this to Screech. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of uh, diamonds as well, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but 
remember how Sean Waltman wasn't on the episode Unbreakable? Yeah. Well, he was legit missing for a week. <laughs> the day of his family going to file a missing persons report, he just showed up like nothing happened. He <laughs> just walked in through the door. At this point in time, nobody really knows where he was. Obviously. Maybe this is when he ended up at the Surreal Life house <laughs> trying to beg for China to come back to him. Everyone's like, where did he oh, go? Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. You Brady, bro, Greg Brady or whatever is just calming her down. Fucking, what's her name? Bridget Nielsen and fucking oh, Flava yeah, Flav. Flava Flav. Was that that same season? I don't know, man. You're like, I'm going to figure it out right now. Who's on the Surreal uh, yeah, Life of China? Who's on the Surreal Life of China? Uh, while you're looking that up, this is not the greatest of nights for Elix Skipper. He would uh, go for a leapfrog, Sayaki jumps, and while uh, while diving, Elix basically just directly, like like Apollo, sorry, it wasn't Sayaki, Apollo is, is just stood there, just stout. And, like, Elix is going up, and it's obviously for, like, a drop down. You know what I mean? He's going to go under the legs. And then just Apollo decides he's going to jump and just headbutts him right in the dick. Right in the dick. Oh, my God. I tell you what. Apollo and Sonny Siaki. I can't believe Sonny Siaki's been here since 02. How fucking bonkers is that? Flying Elvises. All right, Tyler. So, um, season four. It's real life. January 9th, 2005. Fuck, we are close, buddy. We are close so to like, when Sean Waltman went missing. Like so seven like, months. Yeah, wow. Huh. Nine months, nine months. So it would be Da Brat, who the, is... The, a rapper, isn't it? Yes. She, she had an album called Functified. There you go. Adrian Curry. Oh, this is the one where she meets the... Christopher the Knight. Christopher Greg Knight. Greg Brady. Yeah. Yep. Peter Brady. Peter Brady, not Greg Brady. We would also have China, who Wikipedia says was an American press professional wrestler, glamour model, pornographic actress, author, and bodybuilder. <laughs> she, she's in porn at this point in time? Like, no. Already? She's a, she has uh, One, one night, night China. China. The sex oh, yeah, so not that, the porn. Yeah, that's out already. Yes. Marcus Schneckenberg. No idea who that is. He is a Swedish model, actor, singer, writer, and TV personality. One of the highest paid per year models ever, apparently. Wow. And uh, Vern Troyer. <laughs> Vern Troyer was on oh, this. This is where he gets drunk all the time riding yeah. around on a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jane Wielden, who was a part of the band The Go-Go's. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, Sean Waltman right now is in the thick of the fucking mist then. In the description of the season, it's China and Sean Waltman, and then Troyer getting drunk on the first day and urinating <laughs> in the weight room and Wielding getting upset about yes, the group being asked Yes, because he's just sat on the fucking, he sat on the, uh, <laughs> the, the scooter that he's got, and he's just pissing off of the scooter, just looking off in the, in the air. There's so many, and like, there's, there's footage of him, like, driving his scooter around the pool, and he's just hanging off, and his knuckles are dragging on the ground, and he's just so drunk he can't get him up. Oh, it's so good. It's... Two seasons later, Maven Hoffman. Maven was on it? Yes. Boy, I bet you that was the most boring season in the world. <laughs> Definitely surreal. I can't believe I'm watching this. 
Holy fuck. It's okay. Sherman Helmsley was on the same season. Who? George Jefferson. Oh. Oh, I remember that season. I don't remember Maven, though. Um, <gasps> Smash Mouth Dude was on that season. Which was season four? No, the one with Maven. Oh, fuck. Just fucking having tantrums. Just fucking People throwing bread right at thing. him. He just gets mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. But uh, before we got on to the surreal life, uh, we uh, we were touching on Elix Skipper and the horrible night he's having. And we talked about how Apollo headbutted him into the dick. And then uh, you also have a leg scissors by Apollo. Or he tries to do a leg scissors on Apollo and he would fuck it up. He wouldn't really. He would miss Apollo and really just bounce off of him and go outside. Uh, Young, David Young would then knee Skipper in the head during a springboard moonsault. Or a corkscrew, which was actually pretty impressive for David Young doing that springboard corkscrew. John Silver's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, and last but not least, Apollo just about breaks Skipper's shoulder during a dive. He basically lands ass first on his shoulder like he was going to sit on it. So, not the greatest night for Elix Skipper. But Young would gladly put an end to this match by hitting a uh, beautiful spine buster and getting the pin. Which was supposed to be more of like an alley-oop spine buster double team on Siaki. Mm. Because Elix Skipper pretty much launched um, Siaki into Young. But Young or Skipper mistimed it, so it kind of just looked like Young scooped him up. But I think it was supposed to be uh, him getting launched into his arms. Yeah, yeah. Added on to the uh, the bad night of the skipper. I yeah, guess. yeah. Uh, Trox in the chat is saying Travis is done for, bud. I don't know what that means. That's the the bets. Oh, <laughs> back on the bets again. I'm gonna go faster than the man with stage four <laughs> cancer. <laughs> oh, only Trox would do that. Only Trox. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. I don't know. My legs feel a little, uh, a little uneasy. Maybe, maybe I've got, I've got it in the legs right now. Maybe, maybe it's working, working its way up to my body. Yeah, it's it's in your throat and your toes. Better catch it before it meets halfway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mike Tenay and uh, and uh, West are uh, they would cut through the crazy action of the four way in the pre show. And this crazy action is literally the the ending of a move. You don't even see the move. You just see the ending going you hear, into the You see more of Sanjay's celebration post-match than you do see of this match. Yeah, it was stupid. It, was, it made no sense. Why would you do it? Uh, they also show a confrontation between Raven and Rhino. So I guess they haven't completely given up on Raven. Oh, Rhino goes on about some shit that happened like in 1996 you got a girl messing up your mind yeah. Yeah. breaking up families brah yeah, you remember- <laughs> you remember- oh that happened in 96 <laughs> there was no family is he talking about Sandman yeah he's, he's fucking Sandman's wife like, why do you give a shit about Sandman right now dude <laughs> you, did you guys reconnect that one night stand and you're like 
No fucking way. Raven took your wife? Uh, I don't give damn. a shit if it was nine years ago. <laughs> I don't give a shit if it was a storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use this. I'm going to fuel my fire with Doesn't this. Doesn't he call him, so, call him pathetic? <laughs> yeah, so like the month prior where we were saying, yeah, no, Ryan, all his promo wasn't too bad. This one, that one they showed was like, nah, nope, not yeah, my thing. Yeah, well, when you give him a bunch of shit to work with, yeah. of course. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he didn't come up with this at all it's like rhino's a heel right now which rhino's a fine heel he's he's good at it but it's it's like they're just like i don't know what the fucking storyline is rhino how about you come up with a storyline just, just go out there and riff just do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. what, what do you want this storyline to be about yeah first thing he thinks of is when he was upset at his wife at the hotel yeah, <laughs> yeah he's probably all bitter and resentful because of what happened yeah i'm sure he's not very happy about it probably not no like getting into a fight with your wife bring your wife on the road is what lost you your job you know i mean like not not blaming it on his wife oh no you you blamed it on his wife no no i'm blaming it on him if even if it's ronald's fault him bringing his wife on the road is what caused it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so if he didn't bring her on the road he wouldn't have gotten fired, at least at that point in time. I mean, Vince had already come down and stopped a Rhino match, Rhino and Tajiri at a live event. and Two years earlier, but yes. Yeah, so like, Rhino's not his favorite person, obviously. <laughs> and to think, of all matches to stop a Tajiri-Rhino right? match? You've got right? fucking Rene Dupree, 19 years old, running around here, doesn't even know how to fucking do a wrist lock. Rhino tells the story of the match, though. They were, I believe, it's Nassau Coliseum or somewhere. Oh, oh, one of the places that's traditionally a shitty venue. Yeah. And so they decided that uh, if they were going to boo, Rhino's like, I'm going to make him, I'm going to give him a reason to boo. And he just puts the jury in a headlock and he just keeps the headlock going because he says they would always be told. It's like when a, if a crowd gets unreally or whatever, just like put him in a headlock, let the crowd calm down. Right. Like, and, and just like try to go somewhere else right so they did this and they did it for too long apparently and Vince was just like fuck this man I'm going <laughs> right <laughs> so uh, whether or not that's the, the the true story who knows there's always two sides to everything so but yeah that's either way I don't really want to hear Vince, Vince's point of view anyway no it's, it's... I'm sure it's nothing good it's not kosher with me okay <laughs> fucking weirdo uh but before they would go back to today and you and and west you would see a small glimpse of douglas and kim gail kim for just a second before they would cut back to mike today and that would lead us to douglas being backstage with Jarrett and gail kim and uh more importantly monty brown shows up and so Jarrett's promo is a run-of-the-mill Jarrett promo. He would tell everybody they sucks, and then Monty Brown would show up. And, and he cuts a legend of a promo. Oh, he cuts a great promo. So great that I have it here. So we'll take a listen. There's a little bit of Jarrett there, but we'll take a listen. You got the homicidal, suicidal, <laughs> Sabu. Screw you, Sabu. And then you got Raven. What about Raven? Well, guess what? Screw you, Raven. Such a horrible fucking promo. Say it. Say it, 
it to my face, Jeff. Say it! What are you talking about, Monty? What are you talking about? Calm down. Screw Monty. Say it. Now, why would <laughs> I, like I say that. that, Monty Brown? Come on. Why would I say that, Monty Brown? Like, this is good. Him being a coward is great. Yeah. <laughs> I smell it. I smell the fear, Jeff. You are scared of the alpha male. And sooner or later, I will get you on the Serengeti. Yeah. And I'll show you why the alpha male is at the top of the food chain. And then I'll be taking that. Monty, 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 you got it all wrong. Certainly you got to impress the champ, but tonight you better impress the championship committee. You better impress Larry Zabisco, because you know what? There's a six foot nine ticked off Texan out in the ring. And you know what? You get beat by him, you're gonna be falling off that proverbial mountain. And I know one thing, it's a long climb back to the top. Don't you worry about that six foot nine ticked off Texan, cause he will be tumultuously taken out. Perpetually popped with the pounds. Pounds. Period. <laughs> it's great. Where do you say perpetually pocked? Perpetually popped. This <laughs> guy. <laughs> Tumultuously, was it? Tumultuously terminated. Tumultuously terminated. Perpetually popped. Feel the pounds. He loves alliteration. Oh, dude, Monty Brown's. He's great. good for the kids. <laughs> Monty Brown. Good for the send him to the schools. Everybody, send him to school tour. See, Monty Brown school you tour. You can skip Sesame Street in the daytime. Yeah. Let your kids watch Impact Saturday nights at 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and they learn alliteration. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's is is Monty. I don't. I don't know how to. I, I'm not as good as alliteration as Monty Brown. Mr. Marquise. Yeah, reading with Mr. Marquise. Cutting a promo with Mr. Marquise. Yeah, Marcus Corvan, if you will. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, it's a great promo. Fantastic. And this would lead to Monty Brown taking on Lance Hoyt, which is the six foot nine Texan. Ticked off Texan. Ticked off Texan. You wouldn't tell me looking at him. He, he looks pretty happy to be there. Uh, it's Lance! <laughs> hey, Lance! Yeah, I'll buy you a double after the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. Someone just fucking takes out a, bowl, a bag of Coke. Lance, <laughs> I got it! <laughs> just looks like fucking Dave Chappelle. Like with the. the, the everybody <laughs> got some Coke. It's hang? just Waldman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> terrible Waltman impression but <laughs> uh, but we mentioned how weird it is for Monty Brown to wipe his forehead sweat off on the top rim, ring rope uh, while Hoyt goes over and he smells it after he does it like, Monty does the rub and then Hoyt's looking at him like really quizzically and then just slowly walks over and he goes to smell and he's like whoa <laughs> Little 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 things. Hoyt's probably just trying to spot trying to pop fucking cocaine baggy boy over in the fucking corner. <laughs> They'll get me a bump. Everything's just a rib on the party buds. The party buds the TNA party bus. It's just Lance being Lance out there. 
Good on you, buddy. Weekend warrior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this match uh, would have a good pace for two big guys. Uh, Monty would end up getting cocky, and Hoyt would get the advantage, and this would lead to some garbage punches by Lance Hoyt. But it would lead to a picture perfect moonsault. True, for a big guy, he does a really good moon. He's he's got the body to do a good moonsault. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Well, here he's not really buff, right? Like now, Lance is big. But like, he still does the 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 walk on the rope into oh yeah. the moonsault, which is much more impressive than this. Really is, really is. He's he, you can see how Lance has rounded his game out. He's a completely different worker than he is here, like night and day, and so he should be with it being so many years in between. It's just just you hope to see that in a wrestler, um, but. Uh, basically, you know, I don't really have much else to say other than, you know, going to the finish. This match is literally six and a half minutes. It, there's no point. It shouldn't have been here. Have Monty Brown in the gauntlet and let him be a little bit more, uh, uh, sought after there because you haven't seen him. You get a good pop for him. You know, like nobody had a good pop in the gauntlet because everybody's been there before. I understand where you're coming from. Good match. Though. On that viewpoint where it's like this match serves no purpose. It doesn't need to be here. No. Why have it here? I would say take the second match and the fourth match out of this show. Keep Monty <laughs> Brown and Lance in because, well, Monty Brown is an up-and-coming star, potentially, yeah. for TNA. No. What does 3 Live Crew provide with Team Canada? Nothing. A match that we see all the time. Yeah. Diamonds no, in the Rough, right. go nowhere. And, yeah. well, obviously we know what happens to the other fucking three. Yeah. Shark Boy becomes the most popular out of all of them. Crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, like... I see where you're coming from. And, you know, I I, I kind of want to take it back now since you pointed that out. The only argument I can even come up against it is the fact that there is the storyline with Kip James and 3 Life Crew. Making the making yeah. it not completely, it's, you know what I mean? It's got a reason. It serves a purpose. Of. You're but absolutely I, right. I would say that I would take that out. I agree. I agree. I, w- I would take the, the second and the fourth match and just take them out, extend the Joe Liger, and extend the uh, maybe the gauntlet, not the Monty Brown Lance Hoy match. The gauntlet want. itself. Yeah. Cause, and cause, maybe add five more people and put three life crew or Bobby Roode in there, yeah. or Eric Young. Yeah. Fucking Sonny Siaki. And you don't even need to do the Royal Rumble thing. You blatant, They blatantly ignored the time limits anyway. So, like, anyways, we'll get into that later. Uh, but yeah, uh, the match basically Monty would catch a cross body from Hoyt and throw him into the Monty bomb. We only Alpha get it bomb. To. Alpha bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. The Monty, Monty bomb. bomb. <laughs> 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 this is the Jeff driver. <laughs> the Jeff Ton bomb. <laughs> Jeff of fate. The Jeff of fate. The twist of Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> a twist of Jeff. <laughs> Or just twist, Jeff. <laughs> Say it quizzically. Uh, but uh, Hoyt would then hit a choke slam. He gets a two as well. But eventually Monty would hit the pounce <laughs> and pick up the victory. Period. Period. <laughs> I-, I love the crisscross. Yes. Where he Irish whips him. He does a crisscross perfectly without getting confused. And then you hit that great pounce. Yeah. Fuck Best what? football player in him. Yeah. You yeah. Know. A lot of talent. 
Yeah, talk. he should have went further, but I mean, it, as far as everything I've ever read, it's it's it was on him. It is on him. Yeah, family issues or whatnot or any kind of reason, and it's none of our business. It's, wish there would have been more. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I really do think the WWE would have like. <laughs> Uh, they treated him weird at first doing the ECW shit, but... But I Bobby feel like- Lashley who? You know what I mean? Would Bobby Lashley be a thing of Monty Brown? You know what I mean? Because, like, you know WWE's mindset, right? Like, at this point in time, I don't think I'm breaking down any walls by saying they... It's not a quota, but it's a quota. Well, Bobby might have been gone by the time that they ever drafted Marcus to, like, a yeah. main show anyway. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm stuck in 2005. He did get thinking. a WrestleMania payoff. Monty Brown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, WrestleMania 23. The Trump right. Mania. The Fuck. new breed versus Team ECW. Yeah. The new breed was Elijah Burke. Kevin Thorne. Kevin Thorne. Monty yeah. Brown. CM Punk. No, CM Punk wasn't in there. No? Group. No, he was oh. a baby face. Oh, yeah. The new breed were the heels going yeah. up against Tommy Dreamer. Sandman, Sabu, RVD, RVD. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, WWE, ECW, it, you know what, the first couple weeks, I was like, I can watch this, you know, Tony Mama Luke, and, you know, Nunzio and stuff, and and then Mike Knox became a big thing, and oh, the Kelly Kelly Tess, thing, yeah, and when, slowly... when Tess got there in Hardcore Holly, I was like, okay, this is stupid, yeah, this except is... for that RVD Hardcore Holly match. Oh yeah, I, I because like of that the one. cut, all the blood suppose, everywhere. Maybe that's the only reason why I remember it is because of the cut. I just I've always hated Test. When I saw Test, yeah, me come, too. I was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like taking tests. I don't like watching. Oh, and tests. the Big Show sucked in ECW too. Oh, he sucked the life out of ECW. Fucking terrible. Completely, absolutely, completely. <sighs> yeah, and not getting Terry Funk. Him being on Terry Funk and New Jack, them being in the roster and not being ever see, you know what I mean? Like New fuck. Jack wasn't on the roster. He was on the ECW. If you went on the, the WWE website, if people we go, like Axel Rotten were and never New used. Jack was there for a second before it, before it launched. New Jack's face was on the roster. I'm sure of it. I want to go into the Wayback Machine now and look, but... I feel like you might be having a Mandela effect. You know, you're probably right, but, like, can you just fucking give me this? <laughs> no, I mean, it very, very well could be true. Maybe, can you imagine WWE New Jack? I No, I can't, actually. <laughs> really? And that's part of the reason why it always intrigued me growing up, because, like, I always lived life thinking that New Jack was... Uh, was yeah way back Should've, machine Tyler way back machine I don't even know how to work the way back machine really to to really do it on the show on the fly so I think it would take too long oh yeah 100 percent like if we were doing like a live stream of which like what like Wang does and bullshit like that but yeah either way either fucking way that match is done and it's over with I will say it was a good match, uh, but then we were going to three live crew with uh, Shane Douglas. Kip would interject, and he would offer to watch their back due to Team Canada's numbers game, their advantage. Uh, Conan would freak out, and then Kip just rescinds his offer. It's pointless. It's 
sure it's it's got a reason to be there, but it's not anything that I would ever care to ever watch again. Like I don't know how long this goes on, this three life crew bullshit. But uh I don't remember. Well they become the James gang pretty pretty oh. pretty soon. And then Pac Pac Man Jones teams with truth by next bound for glory. And Conan's three uh, LAX. LAX, the only good thing that came out of this. Yeah. And the Voodoo Kid Mafia was fun. Well, Trolling they WWE. Talk shit on Vince and yeah, Hunter. Sure. And them. Yeah. I didn't mind that. This is this is uh, the this team on their drug peak too, though, which is most people in TNA. The their peak of their drug use. You know what I mean? Like Gold Dust, Black Swan. Or Bla- Black, 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 Black Rain. Rain. Black, Black Swan. <laughs> Black Swan. He's he's a ballerina in in TNA. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a ballerina with a rat. Uh, but this would lead us to six-man tag, Team Canada, three live crew. The Wayback Machine. Yeah, see? The Wayback Machine. I'm on WWE.com, July 3rd, 2005. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, go, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be talking about this. Find the ECW roster. Oh, my God. The superstars on ECW are called extremists. <laughs> Oh, that doesn't age well. It's Raw SmackDown Extremist Divas Divas Search and Hall of Fame. Extremists. Fuck me, man. Gross. Disgusting. It's redirecting me to the... Oh, it's here, Tyler. Okay. Um, I figured you'd be able to find it. So this is July 6th. This is a month into ECW. Okay. I got the roster here. Okay. And there are people that will never be seen. So I might be right. I'm not going to count my chickens yet, but okay, I might be right. There are four four people here that I think you never see. Five, maybe. But I'm going to go through the roster, and I'll tell you the ones that will never be on ECW TV. Okay, you're going to give us who's on there as well, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Al Snow, who was on the first episode. Was he? I don't remember Al Snow there yes. at all. Al Snow was there. Balls Mahoney, obviously, yeah. was quite pushed. Vince loved balls. <laughs> Vince loves balls. The Big Show, who got drafted to DCW. Gross. C.W. Anderson, not one appearance besides maybe just being there at a one-night stand. <laughs> That's. I, I don't want to be harsh, but I've never liked C.W. Anderson at all. I, I never liked him because he looks like a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> His, 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 his gear is also atrocious. Oh, it's just a it's, it's sign language. ASL. ASL <laughs> <laughs> <ASL> Anderson. <laughs> Ass licker Anderson. Danny Doring would appear on ECW. Yes. Francine <laughs> would not. No, never. Now, the person that I think you might be fooling for New Jack Tyler. Might be jazz. <laughs> Fair enough. Who so would New Jack not, isn't there? Who would not appear on ECW? Okay. Um, other than that, you got Joey Styles, Justin Credible, Kelly, not Kelly Kelly, but Kelly, Kurt Angle, Paul Heyman, <laughs> Roadkill, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, Sandman, Stevie Richards, Taz, Terry Funk, who did not appear. Okay. And At has least a, I have one of them right. Anyways. And boy, is his photo old as yeah. fuck. Yeah, that's what the cowboy had, isn't it? It's close. It's close. He, it sticks out like a sore thumb. There's only three people that don't have a regular WWE photo. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
It should have been signed that he was never showing up. Yeah. 1983 photo of Terry exactly. Funk. Exactly. <laughs> this is the forever time. First retirement. Yeah. And uh, the other person that I don't think ever got on the show was Trinity. TNA girl? No, Trinity was with Tony Mama Luke. Oh, was she? Yeah. Okay, so she, she got was, on She there. was with Tony Mama Luke and Nunzio. I'm almost positive oh, of Oh, fuck. It. This is fun. The Wayback Machine on WWE.com. Good Wayback word. Machine is great. It is. Fun as re- fuck. I remember a friend of mine in elementary school getting banned from the internet at school because he was on the D- WWE Divas website. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Grade six. Can I go on WWE.com when Chris Benoit died? If 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 the if the Wayback Machine saved it, it will be there. While you're looking for that, yeah. you rather no, just uh, let's continue on. While with the you're show. while you're looking up that little tidbit because that was fun. Uh, Eric, you can't, by the way, you can't get no? on there for Ben. Okay. No. Uh, did you notice Eric Young's leggings? Leggings. Yeah, like he was wearing leggings in between his knee pads and pantyhose. Yeah, well, like not like really long red socks is what he was wearing oh, like going the whole okay. ways up his kind of looked like it was like really tiny yoga pants uh yeah and and for the only only real note that i have in this match is conan throws his shoes again <laughs> so was this a thing was this a thing where conan would just throw his shoes all the time because <laughs> it seems like every time he does the uh the 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 roll his shoe falls off. <laughs> and he just starts throwing every fucking man. Two for two. We've done two episodes on TNA. Why doesn't he tighten his shoelaces? Right? Learn tie your shoes, Conan. Fuck. Wear some fucking Velcro shoes. Yeah. There's Rest no embarrassment. Some, yeah. No embarrassment, brother. No, man. You're old, bro. <laughs> we all know now you got bad hips. Like, fuck, you could save your hips maybe by doing Velcro shoes. It was definitely those lace shoes. Definitely what yeah. causes hips to go out. Definitely. Uh, but uh, the match would end with Bobby Roode hitting BG James over the head with a hockey stick behind the rest back, picking up pinfall victory. I was disgusted, disgusted when Mike Tanay called Scott Demore out for liking cheeseburgers. Don West would say, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> like, motherfucker. Don West, you can't fucking shame anyone for liking cheeseburgers, buddy. Who are you? Who are you? I'm the Beanie Baby's number one salesman. <laughs> That's who the fuck I am. <laughs> like today, I respect. I don't respect Don West, so I'll, I'll say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's really odd too, and this is no better time because I wanted to bring it up at some point in time in this show, is the the fact that going into this arc, and I know we're only two episodes in, but going into this arc, I expected there to be so much content for art of commentary. And Don West is just so bland. This is nuts. This is nuts. <laughs> I thought for sure that I would hear some great quib bits or quid bits or whatever you want to call it from Quips. Don West. Quips from Don West. Not yet. Not yet. No. I don't know if we ever will. There might be a very. Uh... You, could, you could do an art of commentary on Shane Douglas fucking up. Fuck is he for a guy that spent most of his time being able to talk? He's not doing a very good job with it now. Oh man, he was a snake oil salesman. Yeah, he can't say the word fuck, so now so he's, he's not he's no good. good. Yeah, that further cements that theory, and I think we're a hundred percent right. It's a shame he's got a good like he he would seem like a good 
on-air personality, yeah. but he's not good for the interviewer slot. No. Wouldn't be good for play-by-play. Because I, I feel like so. he'd always try and get himself over. Probably. But just as like a like manager. A piece, the naturals. Yeah. I mean, Fine this, manager, because yeah. he can do the promo, but yeah. boy, is he a shit interviewer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. Uh, but uh, Kip uh, would save his his is basically his, his friends quote unquote uh but yeah yeah we, further further cement in that story that kip can be trusted good old kip yeah yeah it's just a boring story and and we go right back to shane douglas who is hammering larry zabisco on uh how he's going to figure out who's going to be the number one contender in nash's absence larry really has no answers Typical Larry. Right? It's just Fuck go on. Be gone. Bag Larry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, pretty vague. Uh but uh this would lead us into a X Division number one contender ultimate X match. And going into it, in my head I was like, is this the match? And I quickly found out, yes. Yep. This is the match. Yep. Yep. <laughs> When I just now, I was thinking in my head, I was like, "Tell him may not remember much from this show, but I know he remembers." <laughs> yeah, the X falling off two and times, everybody just freezing, except for Petey, who was just the only one that has any common sense to at least try to get the X. Michael Shane, you know, the king of the Ultimate oh, yeah. X. Oh yeah, or as Matthew called him after um, taking a time capsule of the last ever ECW show. He had, a, he had a little thing posted on Twitter about that. And there was a photo of Michael Shane. He's like, that's right, folks. That's X Division megastar Michael Shane. <laughs> <laughs> but are, are you ready to do the Bentley Bones stuff? I got <laughs> the Bentley Bones. Uh, you know who else has got a bounce? Tracy. She's got the Tracy Bounce. Don West says that Tracy's doing the Tracy Bounce at one point in time because she's bouncing her tits on the apron fucking pervy ass don west yeah he, uh, he would definitely like to fondle those beanie babies 100 percent, 100 percent. that uh that uh scarlet black uh but no uh you want to shit on matt bentley some more why not so at this point in time matt bentley has opened up a new website called official matt go to the way back machine see if you can get that oh my god uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if it's still a thing I doubt it, but we need to go back to the Wayback Machine to, like, October of 2005. I'm sure it'll have a narrow time period to go on officialmattbentley.com. He's only Matt Bentley for another fucking year anyway. That's true. That's true. What, what, oh, he becomes martyr. And he doesn't go back. Uh, but uh, on this website, he plugs his training school. The fact that Matt Bentley's trained anybody is a fucking shame. Nobody that young. Should be training anybody. You got For it? November 1st, 2005? Yeah. You got it? Anywhere it doesn't say you now have the opportunity to train with the one of with one of the best, Matt Bentley. Does it say that there anywhere on I'm the website? Try- I'm still loading it up. Because uh, on, the, uh, on the front page, it's supposed to say that. And it's like, dude, Matt Bentley, fuck off. Your cousin, Shawn Michaels. That's all you got. 
Attention, if you have ever dreamed of becoming a pro professional wrestler, now is your chance. You now have the opportunity to train with one of the best. <laughs> Matt Bentley in Orlando, Florida at the Federation X Entertainment training facility. You will also have the opportunity to run into many former WWE and current teams. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking salesman. During your training. Oh, what a dirt bag man there's no prices or anything no No, because probably nobody probably took him up on the fucking offer it was run with full consent and approval of Matt Bentley so it's a fan page (laughs) 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 this is like this is like uh, Brian Alvarez's Uncle Wayne doing the official Al Snow website (laughs) oh fucking hell Oh, Tyler, I am glad that we did that. That was fucking funny. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay. I can enter the website, too. (laughs) Veggie diet benefits. Oh. Oh, now we're getting into the crazy stuff. Uh, But no, this X Division, this ultimate X match is... Famous for the X falling off, not once but twice. And and whose bright idea was it to put it up with with zip ties that are cut? Like, <laughs> I know it's for ease to get it off, but like a lanyard works really well, guys. A lanyard is king. But no, but no, just so bush league, so bad. And especially when it falls and it's right next to Matt Bentley and Chris Saban. And neither one of them go for it. And PD tries to get it, but the ref takes it from him and says, no, you can't win like that. Even though at the end of the match, he wins like that because it happens again. They're just like, fuck it, I'm done. Really? And that's really, you know, I don't have so much more to say about it other than, like, it's a very disappointing Ultimate X match. There are some good things in it, 100%. You know, there's... Sick flip pile driver. <laughs> Is it is is has it been coined? It has been coined the Canadian story though, right? Yeah. 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 Um well no, you got Tracy distracting Petey. Uh you know, there's a good, you know, Saban hits a leg drop onto the apron. Petey's um, been uh schmoozing up to Tracy also on impact. Yes. So he does uh he, he, he does get motorboated her. at one point. He does. That's the that's the that's the Tracy bounce. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the Tracy bounce. Because I believe his line is is that yeah, Petey's doing the Tracy bounce or whatever. Mm. Yeah, the fucking coyish motherfucker. A little riverboat fantasy right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Uh, There's also uh, at one point in time where Bentley would a uh, baseball slide between the legs of Petey, who is on the apron. Uh, he would then springboard back uh, into the ring and hit a slingshot hurricane rana to the outside, which never ceases to amaze me. That uh, that hurricane rana that Petey Williams would do onto the floor, beautiful. It's a shame that he is essentially like what The Simpsons is with Bart being the "I didn't do it" boy, where all they want is to just see one thing out of him. Yeah, I'm just like say the line. Yeah. I just do, do the move, Petey. Yeah. Do the move, because yeah. he's he's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He would have a couple more lines. You know what I mean? Like I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Right? There's a couple more lines, just like Petey Williams. He has a couple more notes, but everybody wants you to say, "I didn't do it." Right? That's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. 
And 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 you know it's like and like the the I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Would be him stomping on the nuts and singing "Oh Canada." You know what I mean? Like that's what people really want to see of, and which it's it's a great gesture. I think Petey Williams has a lot of untapped charisma. I don't think he ever figured out how to use it, but you know there are moments where you see him and it's like fuck yeah, you're charismatic. But like like the notion of. Uh, was it Big Petey Pump or whatever Canadian Muscle Maple Leaf Muscle Maple Leaf Muscle? But that he had a lot of charisma there, but it's just yeah. a shame that he couldn't harness it into something like original for himself. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't you know like this was at the time where like Jay Lethal's doing the macho the the Macho Man gimmick and the Ric Flair gimmick, and not everybody can get stuff over like that. You know what I mean? And to think too, like All In. Their black machismo was a part of all in at one point in time. <laughs> that was awesome. That was. Oh, well, like we all knew what it was leading to, right? Like every time he tapped him on the shoulder, he turned into black machismo. So you knew it was going to happen at some point in time. It was great that it happened there. Uh, but no, obviously, like we said, it, it, the X falls off and, and they just. PD grabs it and he just doesn't celebrate he just stands there very disappointed obviously and uh, just shrugging his shoulders like well i won right <laughs> and matt bentley and chris Saban storm off just pissed just hate i'm assuming life. this was not supposed to happen i don't think pd was even supposed to win <laughs> Well, Pete, I don't know. Maybe we'll see if like he ever gets a real title shot, you know, because they would say Monty Brown would become number one contender, but he would never get the title shot. I don't think he No, he never did. He never not did. even on turning point, eh? No, no, Monty Brown never gets his title shot. I don't. I'm almost ninety nine percent sure. Wow. I am hand sanitizer sure. You know what I mean? Like that's the percentage I'm sure. Like there's always a chance for something to squeak through. But this, I'm pretty sure. I, I was willing to die on that hill with New Jack too, but so take that with a grain of salt. But yeah. Either way, that's that match. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about that match before we go? I forgot that they built Chris Saban from Hell, Michigan. Fuck. I never even heard it. I've never, but like now you say it, it's like, huh? I mean, it works out too with the Motor City Machine Guns. What was it we were talking about? They were before. Not the Motor City Murder. Murder. Murder City Mur- Machine Guns. M- Murder. 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 Murder City Machine Guns. Uh, I know this will bring us to a video package with how Planet Jarrett laid out Team 3D and held a funeral. And Yes. The funeral was a good... I remember, for, like, I haven't seen it in years, but I remember seeing it. The I whole fucking being, hockey sticks thing. Yeah, stuff like, like that. that's really good. Team, But it's Team Canada. Team Canada are very charismatic. Obviously, Bobby Roode is a part of it. And like we said, Petey Williams has untapped. Eric, Eric Young Eric. is really charismatic. And Scott DeMore, he, he was a great piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. He was that you know chubby guy. He's like, fuck you, man. I just remember hearing his voice all the time. It like, yeah. drove me nuts. Yeah. And that little taunt he does into the camera every time he walks by. He's like, fuck off, man. Mm-hmm. Like, leave me. A1? No. But Eric Young and Bobby Roode, yeah. Uh, this, uh, yeah, the, this would bring us into the tag team championship match. But Travis, you know what that means? Take a guess. Is it 
pop quiz time? It pop is. Quiz. It is. I was having a little trouble getting it to come up, so I had to stall for a second. Mm. Travis, The Rock's movie career began with humble beginnings with, you know, movies like, you know, The Tooth Fairy and shit like that. But Doom was in kind of the middle period where he was almost about to become a star, but who? Tooth Fairy came out after Doom. Was it? Way after Doom. Either way, this is just the pop quiz. Don't worry about (laughs) it. I don't do much. I just try to make something sound like it's okay. Uh, But who was originally slated to play the main character? Of Doom. Was it John Claude Van Damme? Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone? Jason Statham? Or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Given the time period, I'm going to say Jason Statham. Sorry. No. It's Arnold. Really? Old man Arnold. What was the last firm. movie you did at that point? Judgment I have Day? No idea. Like the last Terminator? Oh, probably, probably actually, yeah, probably that. Or uh, if it's not the last one he did, it's one of the ones coming up, Six which might have been the reason why he didn't do it. Maybe he had to do Terminator. Terminator. No, I don't think Terminator came out in 05. No, but if you film something, I, I suppose Doom is out at this point in time. Hey, yeah, you're right. Not gonna lie though, I like the Rock's movies at the beginning. The Rundown, yeah. Walking Tall. Yeah. Walking Tall's a fine, oh, yeah. fun I know movie. He played a great character in that movie. The Rock and Be Cool's funny. Be Cool's the one I'm thinking of with the character where he's the gay bodyguard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good with that that fro. It's great stuff. It's a good movie too. Good movie. But yeah, no. Travis one for two. Fifty percent ain't all that bad. Nah. Nah. But no, that brings us to the tag team titles match, which is America's Most Wanted taking on the Naturals uh, without Jimmy Hart, obviously, because... He's well, a gold digger. He's <laughs> they lose the titles. He's, the gone. he's gone. He's gone. I'm done. Done. They've recasted him as Gail Kim for the wrong team <laughs> and the wrong gender. <laughs> they hydro-dipped him and then Gail Kim. Gail Kim just comes out with a megaphone. <laughs> Have you ever seen the picture of, like, uh, it's a girl from behind, like, bent over, and it's, like, her from behind, and then turns around, her from front is Jimmy Hart, and, like, these short shorts and a pink tank top, and his really long hair. (laughs) It's so good. It looks so great. Because he does look like a haggard, cracked-out woman. He really does. Who somehow grew a mustache. Pork and beans, baby. <laughs> Pork and beans. So, uh, this uh, this match it starts off with a bang. I'm gonna say I was not looking forward to this match at all, but up until this point, this match was one of my favorite matches. It's perfectly average. It's perfect. It is though. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. No, it's, it's fine. There's a little bit of shenanigans, but not too much. 
you know, you got the the baby faces who are really selling being a baby face by getting their their their, their busted open. Andy Douglas gets busted open again. You know, you got the whole bit of them hitting them over the head with the bottles the night before, and they're trying to pluck up and and get this win, even though it was taped a couple of weeks ago. You know, but uh, you know, then that's why you know, like when the bandager come off, there's no scar, there's no nothing. They just had to cut again. So that would suck, but fuck it. Yeah, yeah. That does suck. Um, I thought that the Naturals were really fiery again. Like, they're they're good. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's weird that they just disappear now. Yeah, just gone. And AMW too. I did not expect much for AMW going into yeah. this run because we we saw them in the other arc. Yes, and yeah. they were not nearly as good and polished as they are now. No. No, definitely not. Definitely not. They are a, a complete team here. They have everything. Yeah, they're, they're they're a lot of fun. Oh yeah, a lot of fun. I, I James remember, Storm is finally confident enough. He's got a character now. Yeah, yeah. He's not just just bland James Storm. Yeah, I mean, and Chris Harris too. He would come a long way. I mean, he would fall far fast, but. I mean, at this point, this is like the last little bit that he has because he would get injured while doing the singles thing, wouldn't he? And then just really meander around and then go to WWE. I'm yeah, that sounds about right. He didn't do much on a singles run, no, uh, other than just feud with James. Get a white jacket. That's about it. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. That's about all he got. Uh, but Noah, I I agree with you. I I think the Naturals they they I think also suffered from injury problems. One, I believe Andy Douglas gets injured at some point in time, mm. and Chase Stevens is just by himself for a while. And obviously, you know, it's, I hate to say it, but kind of Kenny Chaos, you know what I mean? Like, you call them high voltage? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they're better than high voltage. High Don't voltage get me wrong. with no muscles. Yeah, <laughs> high voltage where you take the muscles, you throw them away, and you add flips. Low voltage. Yeah. <laughs> Constant voltage, I mean they're adequate. They're they're they don't have high spurts of energy. They got constant energy. But either way, I think that's probably what would kill the Naturals. But you know, that's that. We still got the franchise going to show up with them. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, no, Andy Douglas will get opened up. Uh, Chase Stephen gets a hot tag, clears house. Gail Kim gets involved, gives them a bag of powder. But uh, he would get knocked into Chris Harris's face, and and he would then what's the, what's the move? Um, the catatonic. That's he would hit, Harris's finisher. Yes, yeah. he would hit the catatonic on James Storm. Uh, the Naturals they would obviously try to take advantage of this. Uh, they hit their own version of uh, the death sentence, and uh, they attempt a natural disaster, but Kim would cause a distraction. But then we got more. Distraction from Gail Kim. Uh, she distracts Douglas outside. This would cause Harris to clamp on the, the, uh, the, the what do you call them? I can't think of. Oh my God, the handcuffs, handcuffs. They would handcuff them to the rail. I couldn't think of the word. And uh, this would just be a handicap match from here on out. And they would hit the death sentence, get the win, and break a glass bottle over Stephen's right. head too. Again. I don't think we mentioned it, but Gail Kim did debut on the October 8th Impact. That's the second Spike Impact right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. There's so, really nothing for her to do here yet until, uh, like, 
just except for this kind of stuff. It's fine, there's no though. Females. Oh, yeah. Totally fine. She's a good manager. Yeah. You know? Just just nice to be like a foil. Yeah. Like, she can come in and she can cause interference and distractions. She can't really talk, but... No, but she can wrestle. Yeah. She she can yeah. wrestle. 100% she can wrestle. We'll see more of that next year. Yeah. When they yeah. do they the knockouts division eventually. And I remember, and this could be rose-colored glasses... But I remember thinking that the knockouts division was pretty good back then, at least for what Taylor it was. Taylor Wilde, Awesome Kong, Gal yeah. Kim. Yeah. I I had no issues. No. I remember those Gal Kim, Awesome Kong matches being a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. And then, you know, you throw in later on down the road, they would get like Mickey James. I don't know how far out that is. I don't think it's too far out. But. A couple years, but yeah, yeah. like Mickey, Mickey James and uh, Victoria were yeah, the staples of that women's division for a long time. Yeah, it was, and 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 it was it was night and day from from the WWE side. The WWE side was a fucking farce. Mm-hmm. Really, there was nothing good about that at all. Um, but no, I thought it was a very fun match. Uh, AMW would uh, hit uh, Andy with a chair and talk some shit to him while he's handcuffed to the to the guardrail while they're doing the celebration. And yeah, that would be the match. So, yeah. Travis, do you want to listen? James Mitchell cut a promo. I mean, does he mention that all four Monsters Ball participants were locked in solitary confinement? For- well, it's in there somewhere. I know I made sure that it was there somewhere. Oh my so, god, what a what a fucking gimmick! Hey? What a weird thing to <laughs> drop on you. Like, are they okay? <laughs> they have an eight, and you're uh, you're gonna put them out there? Like, come on! Yeah. It's like we're no trying- water. <laughs> right, just dehydrated. Like. That's cruel. Like, that's 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 poor Rhino. I <laughs> Rhino does triple duty on triple show. Triple duty, dehydrated, hadn't seen his son in thirty six hours. Uh, but no, <laughs> this is James Mitchell. Bound for glory, the four way no DQ falls count anywhere match where all four contestants have been locked in a box since midnight last <laughs> night. No food, no locked water, no lights. Their minds must be running rampant. That's exactly right, Shane. You know I fully expect. For Hardy, Rhino, and Sabu. Did they all have the same size box? Physically and mentally after spending <laughs> all night in a box with no food, water. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Shane. During Abyss's childhood, he was forced against his will to spend countless nights and days in those exact same circumstances. So what do you think made him the monster he is today? Inviting Abyss to the monster's ball is not unlike inviting a combat veteran a with a in the background like really far away probably on just still hand, coming out the box you may have a little fierce and friendly <laughs> he's in the darkness so his eyes can adjust fun. <laughs> on the other hand you just might dredge up some ugly long repressed memories and have a massacre on your hands and instead of being covered in paint you slightly you hear him in the background too. In copious amounts of blood. So Sabu, Rhino, and Hardy, now that I've empowered you with that knowledge, why don't you ask yourselves, how do you think the six foot eight, three hundred and fifty pound <laughs> the weapon the of mass destruction, <laughs> the monster abyss, is going to play the game? <laughs> 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 Stop. <laughs> it's his gut. 
He's so hungry. He's screaming. That's, that's his. That's his. That's his grunt for hunger pains. Hunger pains. He's actually in the catering area, but they turn the lights off on him, and all he smells is food, and he doesn't know where it's coming him. from. Can't see him. Well, I haven't adjusted yet. <laughs> oh fuck! What a stupid premise for a match. Like absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's not like they did vignettes either. Where they're like <laughs> locked somewhere and they're fucking screaming they're not, or cutting like, promos. Coming out of a van with like bandages on their eyes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that'd be great. You know what I mean? Oh, and like you could introduce the handcuffs that way. Like they got them handcuffs so they don't escape. Oh, they cause... all come out in Hannibal Lecter masks. Well, I mean, at least at least handcuffs, and then you can have like Gail Kim steals a pair of the handcuffs, and then she's got these handcuffs for this match. And it's like a whole story. And I'll stop talking pipe dreams and stuff, and we'll get into this monsters ball match because it's actually pretty good. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, four star Dave Meltzer match actually for a bunch of dehydrated hungry dudes. <laughs> they put on one show. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You'll f- twenty four hours without food, light, or water inside of a box, and in Hardy and Sabu's case, no drugs either. <sighs> Fuck, Sabu is probably raging here. Just withdrawn. They're probably puking and Sabu, Sabu's lived in a box for 24 hours with shit on walls because he's just throwing shit everywhere wake up Terry Brunk like, stay awake Terry Brunk <laughs> I, I gotta be awake when they open this box so I can get some crack <laughs> as soon as I can oh Jesus <laughs> yeah oh fuck no, yeah, it's not a bad match there I, I will say though Jeff Hardy not because he's locked in a box just in life in general, here he looks like he smells funky. Oh, man. You know what I mean? He looks like he smells like he wears sweaty shirts. Doesn't shower very much. He's so you fucking greasy. And skinny and greasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 not the, it's not the greatest of looks. I mean, like, his hair is... He's got good hair game going Way on. Way too much fucking paint on. Way too much paint. So much fucking paint, man. There's paint everywhere. Like, everybody's full of paint. At least in the WWE, you had this glow-in-the-dark paint that you couldn't see unless you're under a black light. You know? But he's just using the green shit now. Yeah, because it's lazy. And TNA's too cheap to do a black light, probably. But, yeah. The WWE, you know, like, you, we, you shit on them, but they got a lot of sound ideas sometimes. You know what I mean? Like at least back in the day, they had sound ideas, and people didn't. You know, they obviously you see like Jeff Hardy probably wanted to be green anyways, right? Like, just fucking. I'm surprised the theme song's not like I'm blue, da ba dee da ba da. Just fucking blueberry, fucking Hardy. <laughs> blueberry Hardy, that Jeff bomb, <laughs> the Jeff Don bomb. <laughs> Uh fuck. Which I ended up watching the Shaggy and Eiffel sixty five's uh story oh, the, of Oh yeah, that, that very reminded you. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good series. It is. Is there only the three episodes? I don't know. Because like I wanna see more. I do. I really I, do. I'd binge that. Did you watch the Night Stalker? I turned on the first episode last night. Yeah, actually. the Ramirez documentary yeah. that just yeah. came out. I yeah. it's good. It's is a it lot good? of fun. Is it good? That's good. I Watch plan it on watching one day, more. man. Yeah, was it four episodes? Yeah, it's only four episodes. Yeah, I like those. I like those little mini series. They've done episodes. so many of them now. Yeah, so it's hard to come across a good one that is new. 
It's true. It's true, and, and that's one of the that's one of the downfalls to binge watching, is the fact of like little things like that there, and it's like you want more of it, and yeah. it's so digestible. You just expect it to be done. You know what I mean? You expect them to come out with more real fast because it's only four episodes. I was like, well, I mean, it's got to be four episodes of a good story and well done and well put together. It takes time, but yeah, but like, I really like some now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's like, Black Mirror. I hate the fact that you got to wait years for Black Mirror to come out again. You know what I mean? Every season is just years away. It's like I hate it, but when it comes out, it's so good. But yeah, I don't know where we got there i don't know what branch we took off i don't know but it took us we were talking about jeff hardy and paint blueberry hardy eiffel 60 there you go that's where it was bam that's where it was uh but uh sabu is in fine form tonight for a piece of shit uh he plays the role of mad hardy for a bit <laughs> and then kicks jeff in the ribs Oh God! When they when they double team and then yeah. he just completely backdoor he, he Pearl Harbors Jeff Hardy. It was fantastic! I was fantastic. I like using that term. Pearl. <laughs> uh, no, and when I say Sabu is in fine form for a piece of shit, I, I I mean like Sabu's a great piece of shit. But he was he didn't fuck anything up. Like this match, he was sound. He did not fuck anything up. He looked good. He did his job. Twenty four hours sober. Without the crack. Just- Bam! Boom. Look at look at Sabu sober. Beautiful, beautiful. But I like a four way hardcore match. You yeah. know, it gives people breaks to like. Okay, you guys can stop working for a bit and take a break while Jeff goes and fucking does some crazy ass shit. And it, it, it's a really fun dynamic. And I remember really liking pretty much all the monsters ball matches that happened at this point because like you you'd get the best of the bloodiest brawls dvd that would come out and it's essentially monsters ball matches and barbed wire massacres yeah and and it's like if you got eight matches there at least six of them has some variation of sabu with abyss there's like the clockwork orange house (laughs) of fun match fuck that match i don't like that at all I don't. I, I never. That's the one with like the weird window panes or whatever. Like it's like it's, the weapons draped all over the above the ring. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. It's just like, but I mean, like, it was interesting. It was like, what's a clockwork orange match going to be? And it comes on. It's like, no. Oh. They all going to dress up in suits and wear top hats and <laughs> drink fucking. They're going to uh, kill an old lady with a fucking porcelain dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, drink some. What's the, what was the milk called? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Either way. Either way. Great movie, though. Clockwork Orange. Great, fantastic movie. It's a little jarring. It can be a little jarring at times, I guess, but I mean, it, it's it's a great movie. Great movie. Can I say that again? Uh, no. It's a great um, movie. Great, great movie. Uh, Jeff Hardy would, yeah, like you said, do that huge spontan bomb, overshadowing the fuck out of Sabu doing the uh, the the slingshot through the table and crazy swanton bomb being not off the ramp through two tables but no. off of the tron and tna's tron not much but it's big goddamn it's big enough it's big and that's distance far. the distance a, to go to go over the the pet yeah yeah it, truly it, iconic yeah it's, it's one of his biggest moments in tna yeah. I, i'm pretty sure um 
it was, it, it's weird really looking back and just in the two episodes that we've watched, we've seen the the best rated match in TNA history. We've seen one of Jeff Hardy's biggest moments post WWE. Rhino's biggest moment post WWE. Rhino's crowning achievement in life winning Only the Only world title. title win ever. Yeah, if you yeah. if, like not counting ECW. I suppose yeah. Yeah. Was he given the ECW title? I don't know. I don't like a part of me thinks that like he was like a, he, it was a heel storyline. He was given the title, and he never actually won. I could be wrong. Never ever watched. I 2000. thought he was like the guy. I could be like, like I said, I've never watched anything post two thousand ECW. I've never seen it. I just never liked CW Anderson or Danny Doring or Amish Roku. I didn't want to see that shit. It was not enough to keep me there. I've seen like the RVD Jerry Lynn matches, but well, you're gonna have to just like Steve Carino, Credible, and Rhino. If yeah. you want to watch that Tajiri. later ECW, right? So. I suppose Tajiri's not even there at this point in time. Maybe, yeah. Because he goes to WWE before ECW closes, doesn't he? I don't know. I'm not too sure, man. I'm not sure either. It's been a long time since I've seen him as Regal's assistant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, with the T. Uh, but uh, no, this Abyss would take out some tax. They would never be used. Oh, that, uh, oh man, that would have pissed off the Unbreakable crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! They would have lost their fucking minds. Uh, he would get gored through a table. Uh, Rhino then brings Hardy up top for a Rhino driver and gets the win. It was fucking fantastic. Oh man, a diving pile driver off the second rope. Yeah, great series of events leading up to that finish, and you know the match itself being twelve minutes. You know, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's like very hard to do a tame hard. You know what I mean? Like not a death match, but just like a hard. To me, there's a vast difference between a hardcore and a death match. I'm sure there is with many other people. But like this is a really good hardcore match. Mm -hmm. Really good. Mm -hmm. And speaking of really good matches, we we next have AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. But before Larry Zbysko announces that there will be a 10-man gauntlet 30 minutes before. The, the match and then Shane literally just is like so let me get this straight and then he reiterates every everything. single thing that like- while stuttering and missing <laughs> keywords and fucking everything up oh, oh that was so painful and then Jarrett turns it into a, a conspiracy and I'm sure that's what he does with most things in life I'm sure current circumstances are a conspiracy to J.E. Double F J A double R E double T. Damn, that's that. That's it right there. I'd find his name. What a fucking loser. Any great? Any great? Fuck. I. But no. AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels in a TNA title, thirty minute Iron Man match, or sorry, a TNA X Division title, thirty minute Iron Man match, and this is not the first one they've had this year. They had another one at. Was it on Impact? Was the final resolution? I don't know. They had an Iron Man match earlier in the year, anyways. Um, That's one with AJ. The blood's pouring down his face in the Koji Clutch. I I don't think it would be the Koji Clutch because that would insinuate it was Samoa Joe. No. 
Oh, Daniels oh. does the Koji clutches. Oh, oh. Takina clutches what Joe does. Yeah, yeah, Takina clutches what Joe does. Um, what is the what, what's your thoughts on this match? I thought it was good. It, it, it's a good match. It wasn't what I call a four star match. I don't think the Iron Man. The, I don't think the Iron Man match does not it make sense. It. it hindered it. A why lot. does it have to be an Iron Man match? Like elaborate. Oh, like why this match had to be an Iron Man match? Yeah, I made the same spot in my notes. Like literally from the twenty-six minute mark to the twenty-one minute mark, they're doing wrestles. That that's what they're doing. And and why not just make this match? A, if you're going to put blatant five minutes there, shave another five minutes off, maybe a couple more. Give it 17, 18 minutes. Be a barn burner of a match. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes against what I guess we've been saying for this entire show, where it's like, take more matches off the card and add extra time to the other ones. But this match could have really used five minutes shaving off of it. Because this match... this At least. This match ends with a pinfall with one second left. There was literally no point for the Iron Man rule. No point at all. No, really isn't. No, it's all in all is a good match. Everything's good. Everything yeah. is fine. Especially like the last 10 minutes. The last 10 minutes were fantastic. Well, in the first four minutes, man, Styles does a dive over the ropes into the crowd. Yeah. Which was fucking nuts. Yeah. And then he would do a dive onto the stairs yeah and would i you could see the bruise forming there's no way it didn't hurt it had to feel like absolute shit i did like how um styles dominated the first 10 minutes then daniels traded off for like another 10 minutes with him and then they kind of like did the finishing sequence for the final 10 to 8 minutes yeah and that was a it was a good pace but it's just a shame that there wasn't a lot done it was just a heat exchange between both guys until they're winding down to the the final bit. Yeah. And it's around the 10 minute mark where AJ would fall onto the stairs due to a triple H high knee. Uh, he goes crashing outside and then Daniels would almost overshoot a tope suicida. He comes in with great ferocity and, and barrel rolls AJ. Uh, but though there's a lot of great work in this match, like AJ hits a Pele kick that sends Daniels to the floor. He then hits like a tope con helo, and they're basically just trying to one up each other while being basically spent from the the Iron Man match as it is. Uh, Daniels hits this. I did not expect the back body drop off the apron onto the floor. That was uh, yeah, like yeah. that. I was like, oh fuck, guys! Like you don't need to do that. Jesus Christ! You just heard the thunk. Oh, and that's what gets me with those kinds of moves. The the thud that they hit with, and it's like you know that that didn't feel comfortable. The padding wasn't right there. Um, yeah, no, we we trade off into a couple near falls. Uh, they would uh, channel their inner Kobashi by uh, you know no selling. Uh, what is he no sell? The no sell the no sell the German and and turn it into a lariat, basically the, just being Kobashi. The handspring elbow into the German suplex, Beautiful which was move. great. But yeah, Beautiful. AJ gets up immediately and hits a like a clothesline. Yeah, and this is. Really near and down to the final minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My next thing on my note is that we're at the one minute mark. No, nobody has a title or no one has a pinfall. Daniels goes for the Angels wings, but it's reversed into a series of near fall pins, which the underhook (coughs) bridge pin out of the Angels wings or two months ago. That's how unbreakable 
end it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a nice, ni- nice nod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, the last of the, the last of the pins would get lifted into a styles clash with 10 seconds remaining. Uh, and he would pick up the, uh, first and only pinfall with one second remaining. Great timing. They had this, the last 10 minutes paced out beautifully. But I mean, if anyone's going to do an Iron Man match, these two guys, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you could tell AJ's beat up. Uh, he might be selling a bit in the gauntlet, but like, you know, he's not comfortable. He doesn't last long either. So, I mean, it is what it is. And the gauntlet just starts, you know, it's, that's the next up. And we just start off with Samoa Joe and Ron Killings, who Ron Killings, is mocking Samoa Joe's war dance. Yeah. Which is, I thought it was tremendous. And they do not touch each other for the first minute. And I was just, I, I couldn't keep my eyes off. I was like, when's Joe going to murder him? Right? It's like, when's it going to happen? And boom, at the minute mark, it didn't. It's great that you can keep, uh, at least you ke- they kept me on, you know, just interested in it while doing absolutely nothing. So. Yeah. No. And they would, in the next entrant being Abyss, they'd tease a dream match-like scenario between Joe and Abyss. Yes. The, the next guy was uh, was actually Sabu, but then... No, it wasn't. Holy Abyss. shit. Yeah, Sorry, no, it was Sabu and then Lance Hoyt. Yeah, then it was Abyss. Sorry about but, that. Uh, Sabu comes out all bloody as fuck with bandages all yeah, over and everything. He looked rough. Yeah, looked pretty rough with the chair, too. He came out with his chair, hits a couple triple uh, jump moon salts and or triple jump moves. And that's about it. Hoyt comes in, comes out, guns blazing, but then Abyss is next. He's holding his busted hand. And then him and that's, it's, that's when him and Joe have the slap battle, and that's when they say it. And it's like, fuck yeah, I wouldn't mind. I don't know if they ever did it when Abyss was in this shape, because this is prime Abyss. Yeah. Abyss only goes down from here. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, in my opinion, I think he has a good year. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Once Hulk gets a hold of him, it's done. Oh yeah, it's done. The whole fighting over the Hall of Fame ring. I like, like Joseph Parks. He, that was fun. I like the idea of it. I, I like the idea of it, but it was never my thing. I was just like, yeah, I like the best, not Joseph. And when he came back with that stupid mask, too, could never get into it. Yeah, that big bulky mask that he had no now he's in the wwe yeah now he's a producer yep getting that uh fuck you uh tooth plate money <laughs> so he can get rid of his gaps in his teeth where he's lost them all during because like he's lost a lot of fucking teeth that man he has. put his body through punishment in tna every week it seems like because he's always doing these hardcore matches. It's always something to do with barbed wire or thumbtacks or every gimmick known to man. Sabu just waffle him in the face with chairs. I did notice, though, during the Monsters Ball match, fairly protected when it came to headshots and the chairs. Oh, really? Like, at least the hands were up. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't just taking them on the fucking dome Ken Shamrock style. I know that Sabu throws one chair at Rhino. I think he might he might hit Rhino. Really, it's possible. Like with the throws, it's very hard to coordinate the throws. But I know most of the shots were either pretty well protected or like to the shoulders. 
But, I mean, that's one match out of all these. Because TNA, I didn't really, I remember thinking it as a kid, but it didn't dawn on me until, like, really getting into this show. And it was just like, hmm. TNA really is the ECW alternative at this point in time. They're trying to bring in those ECW fans with the amount of hardcore matches they have. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, the relaxed rules and wouldn't really work out for them, really, because that ECW audience is really the ones that are probably watching now. Anyway, do you think that the success of this whole ECW revival probably might have sparked an interest in them doing this? I, honestly, I I don't want to say say the wrong thing right now because I'm not too up on early 2005 TNA, but I want to say that TNA at least helped a little bit of the ECW stuff coming back just because of the hardcore wrestling that they did. At least I assume so anyways. I, I feel like they were doing a lot of hardcore stuff. Well, the, monsters, the first Monsters Ball was, I think, in 2004. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, I mean, and then you got those Raven matches, the Clockwork Stairway to Hell match that they did in TNA. And they, they Stairway were, to Hell? Yeah. Yeah, there's the ladder match. The Sandman ladder match kind of deal. You know what I mean? They did one in ECW, they did one in TNA, too. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure they did, anyways. I'm sure, I'm almost positive they did a Stairway to Hell match in TNA. Or at least their own version of it might have called it something different. But it was it was the same Hack Myers deal, right? Yeah. Um, is that what he went by in TNA? Hack Myers? No, he was Sandman. Was he Sandman in TNA? Hack Myers is a completely different dude. Oh, you're 100 percent right. He was just hardcore Hack. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck, Tyler? God damn. God damn. But yeah, no, you would, you would see other guys like Kip James. He would come in. You know, you got you got. Like, was Jeff Hardy comes in, AJ Styles, Rhino, Monty Brown lasts for a hot minute. Yeah, and Monty eliminated himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, he, this is not his. This wasn't his Serengeti. Uh, he had to go. He had to go graze on his his too, land. Too many predators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not enough prey. Yeah, especially when you look. Rhino comes out, still blood all over his face. No cleaning it up. No nothing. There's really nothing though, in terms of this match. To really talk about it's a poorly put together half of a, a third of a bat a Royal Rumble. Really, <laughs> it's really quick. Yeah, it's. I, it's I like don't really minutes. have much for notes other than who came in. Yeah, who's there and like the way Joe got eliminated because he had a clutch on AJ. Yeah. Which caused both of them to get eliminated. And, of course, it was down to Abyss and Rhino at the very end of it. Yeah. I can say that on Kip James's entrance, there's still a minute left to the time limit. Oh, right on. Yeah. So they, that was blatantly ignored. So they, they fucked that up. But, yeah, no, they would go down to uh, Abyss and uh, Rhino. And, and, you know, Rhino would gore Abyss and get the win. Yeah. Rhino's now is going to sit in the ring until Jared comes out. Tito Ortiz first. Oh, yeah, Tito Ortiz. Waste of a good jerk, Tito Ortiz. He's just there to touch Gail Kim. Fuck, man. Like, that That guy's a piece of work. Like, just his whole stance on everything is just like, my God, dude. Go back. Just, just, just stay in Huntington Beach, please. Uh, but no. A true Chad. 
Oh, yeah. Every sense of the word, too. Completely gross. Uh, but no, Jarrett comes out with a casket because, you know, the he whole was, theme. Yeah. He was gonna put. He was gonna have a funeral for Kevin Nash too. Yes, which is badly timed considering how he's in the hospital. Yeah, I almost had a heart attack. You, you, you were close, You're close, Jarrett. If you would have done this match a couple days ago, you could have been pretty true. Uh, but uh, you know, he's he's. Uh, I got noted there is like he's trying to be the Undertaker just to add one more dead thing to his fucking career. Dead gimmick. Dead crowd reaction. Maybe he's trying to be a legend killer. <laughs> I can't punt, but I sure can swing a guitar. <laughs> like, fuck. Mike Graham, too, rolling over his guy. Like, I don't know if Mike Graham is dead, honestly. Pretty sure he killed himself. Oh, like the one, like uh, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, well, I mean, rolling over. Fuck it. Rolling over his grave there with seeing Jeff Jarrett try to break two fucking chairs and there were two two guitars in a match like fuck broke 10,000 guitars didn't draw a dime yeah (laughs) it's one of the most quotable lines ever coming from the dude that also said vanilla midget yeah yeah but it's Jeff Jarrett everybody loves to hear somebody shit on Jeff Jarrett (laughs) J.E. double gone Oh, but no, uh, Jarrett, uh, you know, he would actually go on to the top rope multiple occasions in this match. Three times yeah. in a row, and he would get caught on the third time with a kick in the nuts. Yeah, choke slam into a kick in the dick. Yeah. 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 It was like the Samoan spike. <laughs> Just with the foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a go to sleep, but it's uh, it's to the dick. Uh, Gail Kim, she makes her way to the ring. Jarrett would would sidestep a gore. Kim uh, then tries to take out Tito Ortiz, but it's all a ruse to distract the ref so Jarrett can get a guitar, crash it over the head of Rhino. Mid-gore, the guitar would slice open the arm of Rhino, actually. I don't know if it was a string or whatnot, and if it's gimmick guitars and you're actually putting strings on them, what the fuck are you thinking? It might be like a sharp piece of... That craggly ass wood that they got. That silverized layer that they got there. Yeah, more than likely. A&W would come down to the ring, further filling out Planet Jarrett. Uh, Ortiz knocks them the fuck out, though. Uh, Jarrett then has another guitar, uh, misses the shot. Instead, Rhino hits a gore and wins the NWA title. Jarrett can't even stay down. No. He sits up immediately shocked. Like Rhino fucking pulled a fast schoolboy on him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, at least screwed him. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Sell the gore at least. Nope. Not Jeff Jarrett. Not him. Because he's great. And, you know, like, yeah, just what happens after this was fucking stupid. Yep. So at first they they kind of make Jarrett look stupid by having him lose to a guy that's had two other matches at this point in time, but at the same time it's like dude like stuffing Rhino in the casket and then standing on it, you know what I mean? It's like what the imagery of it is just like fuck you, Jeff. Like you of all people doing this, like really, like we don't need you. We don't like this is. I, I in the cement it too. Like my hatred of Jeff Jarrett's gone way back, way back. EW Revenge. 
I just let him sit until his morale made him quit. And he was the owner. And he quit because I never used them. Right? So I mean, Every game ended with me folding the company. <laughs> like, I would get his moral so low that it was impossible for me to use him because his matches would tank. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Be gone. Be gone. Actually, I don't think I could get rid of him. Because he was the owner of the company. Just like he had a, the, the, what was the term that they had? The ironclad contract or something like that? Or lifetime contract or whatever. But yeah, no. Uh, just the whole thing. Just, just Jarrett has to get his heat back all the time. Nobody can ever get comeuppance on Jarrett at this point in time. Okay, so like, let's say the figure four daily comes out two days after this show. Okay? At that point in time, the, NW or the TNA championship status and like who's held it and for how long goes as so like Jarrett has let's say 600 days or whatever AJ Styles has 190 and Rhino has two that's and like Rhino would lose it when like is it a week later Rhino next lose? impact I'm pretty sure like what the fuck you know what I mean? It's like, it Two days. Right back to Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. There you, there you go. It was two days. Like, at this point in time. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, Maybe, TV time, you might be able to say seven or six. Yeah, you might be able to say six days on yeah. TV time, yeah. But in actuality, it is two. So, uh, at least at least the Dullies would come out. And, and in turn, you would get great imagery of Eric Young avoiding everybody by being scared stood on top of the casket and finally Bubba would notice him and just beat him off of the casket but yeah Bubba wearing a WWE licensed Dudley Boy shirt is he wearing the chainsaw shirt no he's wearing the cartoon uh, like portraits of both their faces is he wow that's balls that's balls right there uh, but uh, no, they would get Rhino out of the casket and they would replace it with Eric Young and we would go off air. Tune in the impact on Saturday. It's a weird night for wrestling, eh? Saturday yeah. for a weekly wrestling show. Odd, but hey, it's TNA. But yeah, no, that's Bound for Glory. That's uh, another long episode. It seems TNA makes us sit around and a lot of reminiscing. Her. Yeah, a lot of a lot of reminiscing is, is true. But yeah. Next week, I guess, uh, I guess, yeah, we'll do Genesis. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. And Mitch, if you're listening, just do the other song that we talked about, and I'll talk to you about it either way. I got the card for it here. There you go. Yeah. This is going to be the first time we've run down the TNA card, I feel. Okay. Okay. Well, not a bad looking show. Starts off with Raven taking on PJ Palaco. <laughs> what? Larry Zabisco would bring in mystery opponents for Raven take on from his past oh right sean waltman will return in like a month jesus he might be on turning point uh hockey stick six-man tag team match with special referee kip james three live crew taking on team canada i remember this number one contendership for the nwa world heavyweight title monty brown takes on jeff hardy Mm. monty wins in a in an elimination eight man tag team match Alex Shelley, Chris Daniels, Roderick Strong, and Samoa Joe take on Austin Aries, Chris Saban, Matt Bentley, and Sunjay Dutt. That should be fun. 
in a hardcore match, Sabu takes on Abyss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Three in a row. Okay. X X Division title match, AJ Styles takes on Petey Williams. So it happens. Yep. And in the main event, four-star match, Rhino and Team 3D take on America's Most Wanted and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Jeff Jarrett works his way into a rated match, eh? Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, you know, we'll uh, we'll meet back here same time next week. Same time next week. Yep. Same, about same shit. Same shit. Probably the same length. You know? But, uh, yeah. Hope you tune in. It's a pleasure having you guys in the chat. But, uh, you know, might as well... Uh, Hit that dusty trail right after I give you some plugs. Follow us on Twitter at Federation. Follow Travis on Twitter at Fudgenum. You can go on Facebook and Instagram, the Federation Podcast, T-shirts and WhatUpManeuver.net. Become a member of our Patreon by watching live, but just by donating $1. $5 gets you uh, exclusive audio. $10 gets you some merch. $15 gets you a a, a request of uh, Federation on Shuffle. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go over there, you do that, and join us here this next week and get to the chat. But uh, without further ado, keep on rocking free world and do do loot do just do do.